Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. I'm your host, Adriano Magnifico, and uh, we're broadcasting from, well, it looks like I'm broadcasting from a small little room, and that's what I'm doing in my house, but the rest of the team is broadcasting live from the Louis Riel Arts and Technology Center, Broadcast Media Podcast Center. Ugh, that's a long one. And uh, I'm holed up in my house because I had a knee replacement surgery, and I'm sitting here now with a big pile of ice on my knee. I had to work out this morning and uh, it happened three weeks ago and I'm just learning how to walk again and get myself together. So what a team I'm with. I'm the career lead at the Louis Riel Arts and Technology Center and we're broadcasting with the help of the Broadcast Media Program, which is one of 13 programs at the Louis Riel Arts and Tech Center. And these are programs that can change your life. These are programs that help students get an extra sense of who they are, what's important to them, what they value, what kind of skills they want to acquire, and what skills they have that they want to nurture. So this is a really interesting place. And it's a place for high school students. It's a place for post-secondary students. It's a place for international students. It runs the gamut. So this is an incredible place. So when students come out of here from high school, like our two co-hosts have, and we'll talk, I'll talk to them in just a second, they get an extra dose of the high school graduation credit curriculum. There's a number of credits they get here, which, are, which, which add to their collection of 30 they need to accumulate. So they, they, get, they get credits here at ATC. All the while, they don't have to take a few credits that they may be filling their program with because they need to get the 30. These are, these are credits that they really want to achieve. And in every one of the programs, from plumbing to uh, child care to uh, new media design to pastry to culinary chef all the programs gets kids the uh, give kids and a number of other people past high school post-secondary folks the chance to nurture an interest or a passion they have about what the world can look like for them so what a great honor to be a part of the high school uh, sorry to be part of this high school which is also this incredible, robust place of skill development that helps you accumulate your 30 credits. Pretty cool for a high school student to come. Cool thing is the cost is nothing to them as well, where it costs a, a big pile of dough for a post-secondary student to do this. So congratulations. Hey, I'm ably, I'm here at home in the yellow room. All right, so I'm just basking in the sunshine here, but I'm ably assisted by my co-hosts. How are you doing today, CJ? I'm doing great. Um, had a pretty late night uh, yesterday because we were filming football at IG Field. Oh, is that were those the championships? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. How do you like doing that, CJ? Uh, it's it's lots of fun, but definitely super stressful at the beginning because, um, especially when you're a director, like I was for the game and I know basic football, but not a lot of the complicated terms or anything. So it was a lot to learn on the fly sort of thing. Hey, hey, that's an amazing thing though. So you're the director, you're running the gig for the team out there. How did that feel being the director? 
Um, and the responsibility that came with it. It was it was good. Um, like I said, it was it was stressful at the beginning because I had no clue what I was doing, and I don't think a lot of other people knew what I was doing either. Um, but once you get the hang of it, it's it's uh, it's it's good because you get to call the shots in a way. Um, but sometimes it can be hard because you don't have that many shots to use. Well, I, exactly. But the the interesting part of what what you learn there is that leadership piece that you just demonstrated will now manifest itself in another place. Mm. You've had the experience. You've crossed over that line now, so to speak, right? You've stepped out of that safety zone and you've seen that I can lead. Do you feel like you could do this in another context somewhere? Oh, yeah. I I can see uh, these skills coming in handy uh, later on. Awesome. Awesome. And today, we have a very special person here. Very odd. Because... Andre Boisjoli can't be here. He's in BC. He's in La La Land somewhere, enjoying his life while we toil in the podcast studio. And so we're happy to have a guest co-host. We haven't had that. That's Zachary Bowser. How are you, sir? And you're the broadcast media program. He's got the cool jacket on, LRSD Radio. And how are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. You know me. I got I got to represent the brand, but uh, no, I'm I'm doing all right. Like like uh, CJ said, it was a late night last life, but uh, uh, you know we we got up this morning and we're feeling nice and refreshed. So what was your role yesterday? So I was the sideline host. Uh, so I would uh, introduce the games. I'd do uh, interviews with the coaches at halftime, uh, and then I even did. Um, and interviews with uh, interviews with the players afterwards uh, on the second game, uh, which was so. Interesting. Oh, I love that! How did that feel? Oh, it's. I mean, I I've, I've done acting for quite a while. Uh, I think I did it for about ten years, which like is is a solid amount of time. Um, but when you talk about acting, you might like. Like role play, like acting in a in a in a play kind of thing. Oh yeah, no. So I've been in acting uh, training. Yeah, so I've been in the uh, Winnipeg uh, Fringe Festival. I've done Shakespeare oh, good. plays. Um, I've gone to uh, MTYP, so Manitoba Theatre for Young People, uh, for 10 years. So I was in uh, musical theatre there. I also just did uh, just oh, I love acting. It. Um, and they actually allowed me uh, to get into a music video. Uh, they, uh, 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 Winnipeg Band wound up coming there and being like, hey, we need an actor. Is there anyone that you'd recommend that fits this certain criterion? They just happened to pick me, uh, which was so awesome. So filming that whole thing was incredible. And uh... Hey, that's amazing. But here's the point to me that I love. Here's what, here's what the whole podcast is about. Um, Zach, think about that. You've, you've done a lot of work in drama. Uh, you've done some work in musical drama. Uh, you've had to... You've had to extend yourself in ways and you really enjoy it. But now in this context, think about this. You've extended your drama skills into a whole nother realm. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. No, it's awesome. So how did that feel? Did your drama help you become the host on the sideline? Oh, totally. Uh, I feel like that class uh, just, you know, really accentuated my 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 charisma and uh, the enthusiasm that I have. Uh, a motto that I live by is, um, enthusiasm is essential to uh, extraordinary lives, uh, which I feel like is is kind of a, a way of how I live, and and I feel like that course and drama and all of that really brings out uh, who I am. Well, that's the way CJ lives. She's the most enthusiastic person I know. <laughs> is that CJ? Are you with me? Yeah. Have you had your coffee, CJ? I'm very worried. Uh, I have. I have. I have. Okay. A, uh, giant <laughs> 
of coffee. And it's a Tim Hortons. Oh, yeah. Cheese. They are my Tim Hortons purse person there. That's awesome. So anyway, hey, it's time. We've got a special guest. You're from College Bellevue, right? You're a grade 12 student from College Bellevue, finishing up those credits. We have a special guest today. And this guest is also from College Bellevue. And uh, she is Miranda Harder. Miranda, how are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> well, Chris, I'm so glad you're here. And when I contacted you, um, I know you're busy uh, because... I listened to you when we met last year, you were in the midst of completing well, I, a small project that I have for a number of students called the Lean Career Design Canvas that many students at Belleville participate in. And that's where you tell a story using this canvas about who you are, what you are, what's important to you, what are your values. And when I listened to you talk, you spoke for 40 minutes. I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember how long you spoke on that canvas yeah. experience? <laughs> well, I originally joined the uh, class so that I could kind of lay out my ideas and stuff because it was kind of advertised as to help you figure out what you want to do after high school and everything so yes. um getting to put everything down on a canvas and get help doing that um really helped me like see everything laid out and um really decide what i wanted to do which led me to um u of m and the asper business program so yeah. well that's awesome mm -hmm. it's, it's, so that's what we talk about when we talk about that canvas we talk about it in this podcast all the time you were you collected a lot of dots you have in your life that's what was so amazing to me and then the canvas kind of helped you collect them so i want you to talk a little bit about your life at college bellevue uh the kinds of things you did what kinds of things that did you gravitate towards when you were going to school at bellevue what uh, kind of activities um i spent um like my favorite class was the engineering class and then um, I played volleyball, badminton, and then a bit of ringette outside of school. Um, so I kind of did a little bit of everything for most of my um, time at high school. So um, when it came to the canvas and that, I kind of, I was struggling to p figure out which path I wanted to take because I kind of had so many, like a diverse um, group of interests. So, um, yeah. I, I yeah, you have so many that, dots, yeah. right? There's mm -hmm. so many dots there. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just saying I could relate to that because um, I think a lot of kids, uh, they are told to, as we've talked about on this podcast a ton, keep your options open. So you have way too many options sometimes and you don't know which one you want to pick because, yes, if you keep your options open, it gives you lots of options. But also, if you keep them open, then you might find all of them interesting and then you're kind of lost because you're just interested in so many different pieces. Mm -hmm, for sure. That, that, that's a great point, CJ. And, and that's what the purpose of something, it doesn't have to be a canvas, but any time in, in high school, I think high school needs more reflection about I'm doing a lot of things. Well, why do they matter to me? And where do these things connect to me in a next step somewhere down the road? And so that, that was a great experience that you went through. When, when I heard your presentation, I was just mesmerized by many of the things you were doing. Like when you, you, were, you were into the sports gig at, at, at Belleville, which is awesome because it's a smaller school and pretty close-knit sports teams, in my impression, because my, my son also went to Belleville. I was always impressed with the, the friendship and the camaraderie and just the, the, the great familial atmosphere there. I don't know. Did you feel that way, Miranda? Uh, yeah, for sure. It was definitely... Um, playing on all the sports teams and all the coaches they found were um, were definitely a tight-knit group. Yeah, that's what I felt too. Did you feel that way, Zach, when you went to, in, in your Belleville experience? 
Oh, it's it's been great. I mean, uh, we've just a- ended our regular season for volleyball, and uh, um, I I will uh, say I'm the team captain. But you know, everyone on that team is just incredible. You know, we're all like you said, tight knit. We almost seem like um, brothers, and regardless of of um, whether we're up in the game, whether we're down in the game, we're tight knit. We're close, uh, and we know if we can get back into any game. And I feel like that's a that's a key thing that uh, coaches try to um, really emphasize. Hey, how important? That's a neat point there, Zach. And Miranda, how important is that to play on teams in schools or to get involved in extracurriculars in schools to build your own confidence or to build a sense of belonging? How important is that to you? Um, yeah, it was um, very important to me, and it definitely um, brought out like it made me a lot of friends and it got me closer to other people in school and meeting new people, which is sometimes hard when um, we're just going from class to class and not really keeping the same people around, but uh, yeah. Would you say you ha- uh, got any skills from that? Because I know sometimes if you're in extracurriculars or if you uh, just join sports teams, then you'll get uh, like better communication skills and everything because you're constantly around people and you constantly have to work together with people. Yeah, for sure. Um, being on all the sports teams, I eventually started decided to start coaching them too. So that brought me um, a bit more leadership skills and stuff, and brought me out of my comfort zone a little bit because I mm-hmm. tend to be a little bit on the quieter side. Um, so having to speak up once in a while and communicate with everybody else on the team definitely brought me out of my shell so a little bit. That's a great point. So did you feel as though uh, when you coached, you were quite skilled because you you had developed the skills as a player. What was the difference between being the player and being the coach that you really had to work at and figure out? Um, when I was playing, it was more like kind of listening to everybody else and watching what's going on around me. But when you're in a gym with 30, 40 grade sevens, like it's kind of it's a way different experience <laughs> than, um, than just kind of sitting back and watching everybody else do what you do and kind of listen to them so having to take charge and kind of have a plan going into the practices and kind of keeping them interested because the intention the intention spans can be a little um short sometimes so would you say uh becoming a coach kind of came naturally to you or do you was it like a big learning curve to do it um it was definitely something that I was not too comfortable with off the bat I kind of wanted to collect some volunteer hours doing something that I liked doing and then that opportunity kind of presented itself so it took a little bit of courage for me to decide to go and do that not really knowing anything about how that went other than what I'd already known about badminton and stuff so mm. it wasn't so, too natural right no of course mm. um and, and coaching is a, is a is a big thing um do you or did you have any mentors uh in in that sense and if so how did they help um, I had um, two coaches. They're both named Justin. Um, and, um, one was at Prairie Badminton, and then one was um, coaching from school. That definitely gave us um, the Justin at school gave us um, a bit of a rundown, like for the first couple practices, and kind of gave us a layout of how he does it, and kind of guided us along just to the point that we could do it ourselves, and then kind of let us do our thing for the last few practices. And um, that definitely helped out because none of us really had done that before so um and with that big group of kids it's definitely challenging to figure out something that everybody um will want to do especially with badminton when it's most of the kids like first time ever doing this so 
Hey, that's important. That's very important. So mm -hmm. without that mentor, think about it. How important is mentoring to you in, in your own life? Because we're going to talk about some of your other activities in a minute. But when you felt the strength of that mentor, how important was that for you to move forward? Um, yeah, Justin definitely helped us out. And I don't think the practices would have went as smoothly and everything without all of their help. Um, so his, um, his experience with coaching and being able to teach other people how to coach was definitely a big part of um, these, how successful the practices were and then all of us being comfortable and coming out of our comfort zones a little bit and helping out. That's awesome. So those are some things I always talk about in high school. I think there has to be more reflection. So something like a canvas or other tools that are available or other teachers who just allow you that time to think about here's why you take calculus for example or here's why geography is important and here's here's the kinds of opportunities that geography can lend themselves towards i i think those are really important i don't think we do enough of it in school um, but the other piece is the mentors and the mentors in your life and the people who kind of tap you on the shoulder and say you know what uh, I think you ought to try this or try it this way, or why don't you try coaching? Did you just decide to coach or did someone tap you on the shoulder? Um, I just wanted some volunteer hours and it was something that um, I'd heard about just from seeing some of my friends coach volleyball and basketball and stuff. So it just kind of, I just kind of decided to do it. And then the gym teachers were encouraging. So now you're thinking if you, you finish your canvas, you do some reflection, you decide to go to the Asper school. But before that, I'm thinking the interesting part about listening to your story in June last year was you were doing a business on the side. You want to talk about what that was and what you were doing. And that's what really captivated me. I went, you were doing this. Plus you were getting like, you're a, you're a 90% student. You're achieving academically. You're playing in all the sports teams. You're busier than a hornet, but you also have this side gig you're doing. Do you want to talk about that? I was amazed by that. Um, yeah. So when I was 12 ish, um, I started my own business. So I um, started off just kind of taking orders for some friends and family. And then over the years, it got a lot bigger and especially with the pandemic. Um, it kind of blew up a little bit and then became more of a part-time job and less of a kind of a hobby that I was treating it as beforehand. So um, throughout high school, I just kind of did that on the side and um, I'm now fully registered and starting some markets and stuff and hoping hey, to- hey, hey, tell us what you're doing though. Yeah, what was the business? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I bake for people and I do orders around the city and stuff. Cool. Yeah, what do you call your company? Uh, it's Miranda Dawn Bakes. Miranda dot? Uh, Dawn, D-A-W-N. D-A-W-N. And you started Bakes. this when you were only 12? Uh, yeah, it kind of started just like some friends and family asking me to do orders and stuff, and then eventually uh, got a little bigger. So How did how did you sell uh, these things? Did you go like door-to-door -door like a Girl Scout, or <laughs> did you, did you full-on package them and send them out places? Um um, it starts as like kind of custom orders, so for birthday parties and stuff, um, mm -hmm. and then some ho holiday Christmas baking stuff like that. So um, now I'm starting to package it and sell it at markets and stuff. And then um, at my dad's work, they have a cafeteria in there that they gave me some shelf space to just package stuff and leave it there throughout the week and sell it there. So oh wow, yeah, 
I didn't. I didn't even realize uh, earlier in the in the <laughs> podcast. I was talking about branding with with this. You have your own sweater oh, yeah. on. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Dot and bakes, which is something I just realized. Uh, but something Magnifico touched on, uh, which uh, by the way, I love the sentence uh, "busier than a hornet." That was an awesome <laughs> sentence. Um, That's surely... Mr. Magnifico to you, okay? <laughs> my bad. My bad. Um, but I mean. Like like you said, you've got to be busy. Um, what are your what are your do you have any tips on like time management? I know it's something that a lot of people struggle with, myself included. Um, so do you have any tips on that? Um, um, with school and everything, I've kind of just cut back a lot on some of the baking stuff and just kind of laid out. I have an insane amount of lists and calendars and books and stuff kind of going on of just you know planning in advance and making sure that I have enough time for the things that matter probably a little bit more, like school and stuff. So um, I'm not the best at time management, but it's getting matters there. more. What yeah. matters more than a cupcake? Come on. Would you say um, you're one of the people who writes out every little thing? Because I know I'm like that. I will constantly forget things. So I will write, like, uh, go to bed at, like, 8 or something in yeah. my calendar to remember to do yeah. it. Yeah, it's definitely – I'm a little – I. <laughs> When I'm writing stuff down, it's like every little piece of information. Like, oh, yeah. You need to eat. You need to go get groceries, like stuff like that. So it's just I'm very nitpicky about it. And it's every little so, list everywhere. So let's talk about this business a bit more. So you started out as a young person and you kind of got interested. Who got you interested in baking, though? Like, why would you? This is something that came to you or do, you, do your parents bake? Do your Does your grandma bake? Are there special recipes? How, how do you get into this? How do you even start thinking about this? Uh, yeah. Um, um my mom took a few classes like just at Michael's when she was um when I was younger and then eventually she kind of brought me into the more baking and decorating part of it and then um my grandma on my mom's side had tons of recipes and cookbooks um that she left to my mom before she passed away and then um my grandma on my dad's side um was into it a lot so she went through the recipes with me and kind of really got me started uh, trying out different things and eventually I just branched out on my own a little bit and um, got more involved and here we are. Is <laughs> anything now do you get into a room sometime and in, in, in a kitchen at home probably where you're trying things and tasting things and bringing friends over and say try this what do you think of this or checking out with your mom is that how you turn is that how you create a great recipe? Um. I've more followed um, all of my grandma's recipes, and um, I've, like, tweaked some, depending, but um, I like to kind of stick to the original family stuff and go from there, and I've obviously come up with my own flavors and designs and stuff for all of the custom stuff that I do, but it's mostly been, like, traditional family recipes. Okay, so who are the kind of people who order your food, your pastries? Um... Lately, it's just been people that will find me on um, Facebook or Instagram, and uh, I have a website that's um, a little under construction right now, but um, I've gotten a decent amount of people from that, and then I've done a couple markets in the past, and then my dad's work now that I'm selling out of there, so I've been a little bit all over the place lately. Do you plan on staying in this uh, business that you have so far, or do you plan on maybe expanding it more, maybe moving on to like a bigger company with uh, like employees at one point? Or um, I kind of 
the the dream is to have kind of my own storefront and do my own thing and employ some more people and teach them kind of what I want, like the way that I do everything. Um, but for now, it's definitely just um, I'm renting out commercial kitchen space and kind of doing it at my own speed and hoping to get a little bit more of the business experience from school because I, I have the culinary experience, but like running a business and the finance and stuff is just not my thing. So... Yeah, that's yeah. huge. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're an Asper and you're a direct entry into Asper, correct? Yes, I am. Okay, so you're you're in your first year Asper. How's that, how's that going? Are you enjoying being in the business milieu, mm -hmm. the business environment with students who think the same way you do? Um, yeah, I've definitely met a lot of people that have started their own businesses and podcasts and stuff, um, just going to a couple Asper events um, and commerce socials and stuff like that. So, um it's definitely been interesting to have to be around people that have the same kind of mindset as I do um, with the business and life. Um, and it's just not really something that I was surrounded by in high school. Um, just with everybody there wanting to kind of, everybody else has their own plan and all of these different ideas of what they want to do. But there it's kind of everybody's business oriented and um, a lot of the entrepreneurial spirit kind of thing that goes around there. So. Yeah. So, so you feel, I bet you feel special energy. Are you going to go the entrepreneurial route there? Like you can get into different routes, right? So, mm -hmm. and I, I think you're totally correct when you say, got to get to know how to um, run a business, like the accounting pieces. And I've worked with uh, different entrepreneurs. What always messes them up is the accounting and the financing and the cash flow pieces. So I think those are super important things to take. Do you get that impression too? If you get larger that I've really got to take charge of my, of, of, of the business aspects of this. And I think the Asper School is gonna be the best route for me to do that. Mm -hmm. I kind of, I am definitely interested in more of the entrepreneurial kind of small business management routes that Asper offers. Um, but with the way the program's set up, I kind of have to get into the finance part and the accounting and kind of little pieces of everything before I fully go into the entrepreneurship um, side of Asper. So um, with that, I was just kind of hoping for a little bit more experience and uh, all around. <laughs> well, you know, there's going to be some opportunities for you to join some teams or, or to participate in some competitions and to share perhaps what you're doing or, or other ideas that you may have in your brain about uh, moving entrepreneurial ventures. Are those things you think you're going to get into? Like the, those are opportunities for you to stand in front of groups and, and try to sell and figure things out. Do you think you're going to get into some of those too? Uh, yeah, I've definitely, I was more worried about um, grades and classes and stuff at the beginning of the year, but I'm hearing now about like the JDC competition and stuff like that yes. where um, I could get, definitely get out there more and kind of test my entrepreneurial skills and stuff like that going back into uh what you're talking about accounting and everything would you say it's difficult because i know myself i'm not good at math and i'm pretty sure in accounting involves a ton of math to know how to run a business and everything mm -hmm. um yeah it's definitely um, been a struggle especially since i've registered my business there's a lot of um i have to report all of this stuff that i've like never heard of before really so um, hoping that it comes a bit easier eventually, but that's not really my thing to deal with all of the numbers and keep track of everything. So. 
That's going to be yeah. huge for you, though. I tell you, Miranda, that's just going to be huge. Like keeping track of that stuff. And there are some good programs out there that can help you. But if uh, the Asper, if, if you choose the right Asper space, that it will totally help you with that. I suspect you can even take your idea and use it as your Asper piece moving forward. Uh, I, I talked to my professors about that for sure. That, so it can be just totally helpful for to you. Some people go to university and take it and have no purpose being there and they don't understand why. But I feel this deeper sense of purpose about you about this is what I want to do. I want a storefront. I want this. You know, I, I, I want 10 employees. I want those kinds of things. This could be a great space for you. I, it's, do you, do you feel like you're in the right space at the right time right now? Uh, definitely, yeah. I kind of I've looked at the classes and stuff, and all the opportunities that I can get as like the years pass at Asper, and the first year is definitely tough and filled with calculus yes. and econ and all of that stuff that um, is definitely not really the route that I want to go. But um, I can kind of see the opportunities that will come my way if I stick it out and um, see where it'll go. Now, you, you were talking about uh, just there, just looking into your classes and, and seeing what you can really take from it. Um, for people like, like myself who are uh, graduating from high school this year, um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on, on, on just ways to find a, a school that fits your needs? Like how, how would you describe that whole process? Um, it was definitely it was definitely tough to kind of figure out where I wanted to go and I just weighed my options of what Red River would give me or what U of W would give me um, and then the Asper um, Business School just kind of seemed to give me opportunities and a bunch of different branches if I changed my mind and um, obviously the whole starting my own business route is a little bit of a risky one so um, being able to have a couple backup plans and being able to try out a few different ideas of maybe I want to go into finance or accounting or manage somebody else's business and stuff like that just um, was more the route that I wanted to take. Now, that's a great question too. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm impressed, Zach. For, for a rookie on this team, I'm really impressed. Well done. Yeah. So there's, there's thinking about um, where your path is going, how you, you, you're still doing, you register the entire business. So when you said that, I understand what you're, what you're talking about. What does it take to register your business and get all that in shape? Because the average student doesn't do that. They just go to uh, the average young entrepreneur in high school or just shortly thereafter would just go to some markets and sell some of their wares and such. You've registered your business, mm -hmm. which is a big deal. So you're going to develop a logo. you got a website going. you got the pieces going. Uh, how much commitment and time and work is that for a young entrepreneur? Because that's what Gen Z does. That's part of, I really find you, I talked to you yesterday a bit about, I think you're the face of Gen Z. Gen Z, uh, students who are emerging from high school now and are, and, and are beginning to take educational uh, paths and, and, and opportunities and moving into the workplace. There's an entrepreneurial verb there that the research is showing is really present in your veins. So, Talk about the registration of that and as something that took a lot of time, but something that you're just going to do. Uh, yeah, it definitely was time consuming and um, dealing with the government and all the forms and paperwork and all that were um, definitely a lengthy process and um, lots of bumps are along the way just because, again, I'm, I've never done this before, so I'm not, yes. I'm too experienced in um, all of the different 
pieces of paperwork and all of that that had to go through so it took a couple of months but in the end it was just um, the registering my business name um, and then finding a commercial kitchen to work out of and then a couple health inspections and getting in contact with health inspectors and stuff like that to get it all going. Now of course we're, we're running out of time here but it's it's so interesting this this whole thing. Did you do it by yourself or were or did you have other people beside you to kind of help you along the way? Um, my dad had his own business um, when I was born so he kind of had the um, an idea of how things had to go and what steps I had to take to register everything and then um, he helped me a little bit and obviously things have changed since um, over the past few years and um, but he definitely helped me out a lot to get everything registered and make sure I was on the right track and not going to get um, so yeah. so think about what you've done here you're a young person uh, did the internet make it easier for you as well you're a young person who's registering a business this, this wouldn't have been done back way back in the day um, because there was so much regulation and it was going to buildings. Did you do most of it online? Could you could you recommend to someone, hey, you can do most of this online? Uh, yeah, they have it pretty well set up to all of the forms that you could ever need are all online and um, um, submitting um, like quarterly taxes and all of that is all can be done through like one website. So it was definitely easy to figure it out in the end once you kind of get a hang of where everything can be found and what you need to do. That's awesome. So if you're recommending, think about your experience, where you're going, what you're thinking, and you're open to possibility. You have, you've always given me that sense of whatever the path goes, you're going to embrace it and, and take it uh, with your own sense of purpose. Um, what would you recommend? You're, let's say you're in front of a high school group of students. They're all grade 11s. And you're saying, geez, if you want to make your way in this world, here's what I recommend. What would you say to them? Um, your big wise quote to <laughs> everyone listening right now. Um, <laughs> no pressure. Um, yeah. Um, I'd say that um, there's definitely a lot of options out there and paths you can take, but um, in the end, it's the one that you have the most passion about that... Um, will be the one that will work out in the end if you really do want it um, and what would yeah. you recommend in high school that they do um, um I'd say just kind of follow your heart and um but do things right yeah. like i like that your story like, is you did a lot of stuff yeah so you know what i mean like you were you were busier all the time and i i suspect there were some things you did that you went eh, and other things you went meh other mm. ways you went wow i love this is that fair to say yeah for sure so just try a lot of different things and a lot and push yourself out of your comfort zone like i never thought that i would like coaching or want to go to yes. school and do yes. calculus but pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and trying a bit of everything definitely it's will get you far I, I just think that's sage advice. And I always tell students, um, and Miranda, you embody this. I really think, I talked to you yesterday, you're kind of the face of Gen Z. You're, you're entrepreneurial. Um, you're looking for purpose. You want to do things that matter, that are relevant. And it, it's very important that as you move forward, you, you continue to learn. And it's okay to fail, but always like fail fast and learn fast. Have you failed a lot, but you've learned quickly? Yeah, for sure. Su su super important. What's one of the big learnings you've had 
in your past so far about making your way in the world? Um, I have definitely gotten caught up in um, being too busy and overwhelming myself with too much all at once with yes. school and business and sports and all that. So um, definitely not taking a step back and just kind of figuring out my priorities and um, not all of it has to be done all at once. So um, taking on awesome. too much is definitely something I've struggled awesome. with. Awesome. And, 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 and that helps you with your sense of just uh, contentment, your mental health, your, your, your anxieties. Do you feel like it's, it's smarter to back off a bit and do what matters and move it slowly? I think that's great advice for anybody. But keep on the path, right? I just think you're amazing. I just think you're on this path and you're moving forward and, and you're beginning to, to develop this deeper sense of purpose. I just think it's wonderful. Of course, we've, we've gone through a lot of uh, pretty, pretty, I wouldn't say heavy, but very deep uh, conversations. Why don't we uh, Why don't we segue into our into our next little segment and uh, get some lighthearted questions out of the way? Yeah, I like it. This is called Quick Cues. And CJ, you're taking that? Yes, I am. So Quick Cues right. to explain it really quickly. Uh, it's kind of in the name. I'm going to give you some quick questions. Don't think about them. Answer the first thing that comes to mind. If you can't think about it, we'll move on to the next question. Okay. Ready? <laughs> Dog or cat? Dog. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes. Ooh. Waffles or pancakes? Waffles. What do you put on your toast? Mmm... Kate, favorite fall activity? Uh, corn maze. Pronounce D-A-T-A. Data. Starbucks or Tim's? Tim's. Ooh, favorite social media? Instagram. Good. Outdoors or indoors? Indoors. Strawberry or raspberry <laughs> jam? Strawberry. Toilet paper over or under? <laughs> uh, under. <laughs> favorite genre of music? Um, indie pop. Morning or night? Night. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Uh, name one favorite restaurant of yours. Leopold's. And what is your favorite podcast? Um, I've never listened to a podcast. Not even whoa, this whoa, one. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> not even the one you're on. No, I haven't. You're not going to say this is your favorite podcast? This is my favorite podcast. There you go. There, there you go. There, woo! woo! <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Hey, that... Miranda, that was the easiest question of all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You don't listen to podcasts. But now, why don't you, you're certainly going to listen to this one once because sure. you're on it, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> now, what we'll do is uh, I want to make sure I get you a hoodie at some point. So, Miranda, I'm not there, but at some point I'll reconnect with you and get you a podcast hoodie for being a guest on the show because we really appreciate it. And uh, how was how, how's, how's your experience doing this? You started out a little, uh, I, I thought you were a little, I'm not sure what this is going to be. How did it turn out for you? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely was a little nerve-wracking, but more comfortable by the end. Oh, I, I just thought you came out at, at the end. You just mm -hmm. came out of yourself there. I, I, <laughs> fantastic. Your comments are insightful and, and, and thoughtful. And I, uh, I just applaud you for seeking purpose, for uh, attempting activities that are outside of comfort zone. We shouldn't always do something that makes us feel good or that we know how to do. It's always good. That's what learning's about. That's what school's all about, to learn stuff you don't know. So I'm glad that you're learning stuff you don't know, and it's, it's con so connected to your 
sense of purpose and your passions you talked about, I, I congratulate you. I, lo I look forward to seeing this, um, uh, your progress and to a storefront <laughs> for your company. For what's the company called? It's called, let's give you a, a shout out for Miranda the company. It's Dawn, called Miranda. If I remember it correctly. What is it called? Miranda Dawn Bakes. Oh, yeah. Miranda bakes. Dawn Bakes. <laughs> Do you have a website you want to tell us about so um, we can throw it out there too? Or come you on, do, do a whole promo for yourself. <laughs> Find us on social media. Tell us your social media handles. Uh, yeah, yes. it's MirandaDawnBakes.com and then MirandaDawnBakesWPG on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, and that's where you can find some of your best wares. And you sent us some great pics. So check her out on our uh, career, our Adventures in Careerland Instagram and some of our Instagram because we're going to put some of her uh, pictures of, of, of Miranda with some of her best pastry wares it looks they're, they're spectacular mm -hmm. so you get a sense of what she can do so hey Miranda really appreciate you doing this I hope you had some fun yeah for sure thank you and uh I I I, I hope you learn the good and powerful sense of uh telling your story uh because the next time you tell it it's going to change a bit and it's uh it's going to be stronger and and it's going to be filled with new nuance and charm and uh and possibility and it's that's what always amazes me when young people take on a project and with your sense of creativity something great's going to happen to you so congratulations uh and a special thanks to zach wow zach you're a great uh, co-host well thank I you you might I replace can't, andre can't soon. thank you enough yeah yeah maybe uh andre should be worried i'm, I'm a little worried. <laughs> anyway uh so zach Appreciate that. Zach Bowser was our uh, our uh, fill-in co-host, did a great job. And CJ, as always, done a great job. And the production team behind the scenes of the Yellow Room here uh, is an incredible production team that sets, the, sets up the podcast and helps us become uh, a little more professional than uh, really we ever thought we could be. So congratulations to the podcast team, as always. So ladies and gentlemen, that is it. That was, we're in season five. That was episode number six. And that was overall number 56. You'll find us on all the, on, on your favorite podcast uh, platforms and on Instagram and, and, and Facebook. Check us out. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. That's it for Adventures in Careerland. <laughs>